you know what's wild? Your last week when we didn't pod, I had to do like I did a lot of um notes or whatever. <laughs> I was taking all my <laughs> notes for what we was gonna talk about. And then we got to this week. And we didn't we didn't pod, right? And then we get to this week and I opened up my notes because I had to watch Bel Air and I was like, I'll oh, just throw it in the same spot or whatever. And then realized not too much happened this week. Obviously, like one big story containing an actor that we'll, we'll discuss, but nothing else. Like, what, <laughs> how, how was your weekend? Like, what did you do this weekend? What did I do last weekend? Um, I had a rehearsal for my showcase. I went on a lunch date. Um, and then Sunday I cleaned house. And yeah, that was it. Quick question. You mentioned you had a lunch date and it was the weekend. Does a lunch date on the weekend, is it based on time, place, or menu? Like, is it was it could it have been brunch, but you guys didn't go to a brunch spot, or it was strictly like lunch? This was this was like no, nah, this was like three, four o'clock. Brunch was over. Nobody was serving brunch at this time. It was three to five. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> brunch was over. So it was definitely it, it was definitely lunchtime. It would have been the end of somebody's brunch going into what they I guess people start doing dinner at five, but um, it was definitely a lunch date are you there yet in life with um dinner at five you know that was a joke as we grew up where older <laughs> people would go to denny's and be eating be done by six o'clock are we there? are you there i don't think i'm there yet no, because i feel like <laughs> so to me i feel like dinner is your last meal of the day and my last meal won't be at five o'clock i'm gonna eat again at like eight yeah that's what we're, we're still there yeah i gotta i guess i gotta be bed, in bed by eight before me to have dinner yeah, I feel like dinner, good time is like 7 o'clock. Yeah, that is a nice. Like 7, 8 is the thing. And like, I've been out to dinner and we couldn't get, but like late relevant reservations. And so it was like 9.30. And to me, I'm like, I feel like that's a really late dinner. Um, And because we went out to this restaurant and we was there and we didn't leave like 11. And baby, I was ready to go to bed. Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We, I, I need to be in the restaurant and have finished an appetizer dinner on the way by nine thirty. We can't, I can't sit. Yeah, we can't, I can't be sitting just down. Be sitting down, exactly. What's more psychotic behavior? I don't know if anybody in the world has done this or does this now, but I was listening to a pod and they brought up, um. Uh, one of these examples, and I was trying to figure out if there was another one. So my choices for you is the example they brought up was, and I forgot what they were watching or talking about, but it was, I couldn't imagine somebody going to the movies, not knowing what they wanted to see and saying, don't worry about it. When we go to the movies, we'll figure out what we want to see then. Like they have never seen no trailers. They don't know what's playing, what's not. And my, my, example my counterpoint or whatever will be is that the equivalent of going to a restaurant you've never been to don't know what the menu is and say i'll find something when i get there to eat and if so 
which would be more weird to you? Restaurant, not knowing what they want to eat and be like, well, don't tell me. I'm going to get there to the, I'm going to see the menu. I'm going to eat or going to the movies, not knowing what the hell is playing. And it's like, no, we'll, we'll find something to watch. I can't go to the movies and not know what the hell I'm going to see. I can damn near find anything on somebody's menu to eat. I'm with you. And I think the, and even, even if I got a salad. Here's the thing. Even if there was an equal equivalent, I still think the movies would edge it out because of time. Yeah, I was going to say you stuck watching whatever's about to come on soon. Yeah. So you could be, you could, let's say we go to the movies at 12 and you're like, oh, I'm going to find something. And you're looking at the posters or whatnot, not pulling out your phone in this hypothetical. And what you want to see don't start to 1 30. But you're there mm-hmm. at 12. So you want right. to see the 12 10 or 12. I, no, there's no way in the world. Well, I, I've never even been that bored to go somewhere and be like, I'm just, just at this point in my big ass age, I'm booking everything in advance. So, like, even when I go to the show, I don't buy tickets when I get there. I buy them online. So I'm already prepared. Like, I'm the same no. way, except for I get mad when it, it be charging. I hate it. don't even like going to restaurants if I don't have a reservation. You have, <laughs> we be trying to find new restaurants to go to. And I promise you, if I got a, if I can't book a reservation, I have moved your, res- your restaurant to the bottom of my list of places to check out. Because I want to come in and only have to wait 15 minutes at max to get my table. You want me to come in and you tell me, oh, it's going to be a 30 to 40 minute wait. Nah, nah, I'm good. This is what happened last weekend for us. Um, we went to go see T.J. Moses, the R&B singer. Uh, she was in town at the Chop House, which I didn't realize I had already been there for Trap Karaoke. But nice little spot. So we get over. We take the train. Um, we take a, a, a lift over to the area and it's the weekend and i don't know if people know this and i'm trying to figure this out too because we want to go to new york and i think new york got to be different because it's such a tourist place um downtown chicago (laughs) should be closed on the weekends so it's not not too many rush like such as way like little restaurant and food spots like when you're like trying to get something super quick they're like oh we didn't even open the weekend it makes sense because there's business downtown you're probably gonna make your money Monday through Friday, and the weekend rent might be even more expensive. What time was this? When we this is we noticed this when we went to 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 to, to High Park Fest because we went to the Saturday show, and then we were we walked um from the hotel to the bus station, which is like a mile away, and we was going downtown, and all these little restaurants were closed. Downtown was dead. This was a Sunday. What time was this? About twelve o'clock, one o'clock. In the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. You 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 been downtown on the weekends like that? Mm, I've just never but, had that experience. I feel like I either I just didn't pay no attention, but I feel like I've never seen places just be closed. Yeah, so this is I'm talking about downtown proper, like the where the business at, not like a little off to the side where we were at when we went when uh Dewan was in town. That's a little. I mean, it's kind of downtown, but it's not in that That's area. West Loop. Yeah. So, um, when we were this was on North Ave. I forgot the uh, correct address, but a few places were closed or whatever. And Google was telling us the Chop House, which is a food place as well, kind of like House of Blues is a food place, was closed. Mm-hmm. So we ended up walking in there and asking. Uh, they were like, well, do you here to see the show? We are like, yeah. So they gave us our wristbands. And we were like, we want to eat too because we're hungry. So we go to the maitre d i don't know the host and <laughs> not maitre d <laughs> and, and uh and ask you know is the restaurant still open blah blah they're like yes 
but do you have a reservation? We said, no. And they said, oh, we're booked. And I said, well, how long to wait? Because this is around 6 o'clock. The show doesn't start till maybe 8. And she don't go on till 9. So, like, we already here. We're we're seeing a couple of these restaurants already closed anyway. They were walking through. And they were like, yeah, we're booked through the night. So, all right, we got to figure something out to eat. We walk out the door. They come chasing us down and saying, well, if you want to eat at the bar... I said, fam, yes, I would eat at the bar. Like, we're, we are starving. I just starving. want to sit down and eat. Right. <laughs> yes. Stop making this complicated. So we go upstairs and we eat at the bar. And the food was fine. Uh, cool little, little spot. Because I think the last time, I know the last time we went there, we did not look for food or anything like that. The show was good. We get in there around, we go downstairs around a little after eight. And I think this DJ name is Tokyo 1981. Man, this dude was so good. That um, if we like we like celebrate like the ten year wedding anniversary stuff like that, I would, I would grab this dude. He was a good DJ, great great transitions, which DJs don't be transitioning no more like that. Uh uh-uh. uh And blends on top of blends on top of blends. The way he was putting old school music with new school music, it sounded so good. I had to go find his SoundCloud. I went to go follow him on Instagram. What's his name? Tokyo 1981, I believe is his name. I wonder how much he had charged me to mix some music. <laughs> and I think he's a, he is a, he's a Chicago uh, DJ. Is That's it, what's yeah, up. Tokyo, yeah, at 1981, sorry, I did it wrong. 1981 Tokyo, uh, at 1981 Tokyo Music is his Instagram. Then Shawnee D's came on after he did. And... She was fine. She was cool. Yeah, basically she had like a neo soul vibe. This was one of her first shows. She was opening for Teacher Moses, uh, but she she looked comfortable on stage. I'll give her that. And she had some good music, and her band was pretty good. And it made me think: How do you have a band? Like I, as when we were doing music, it was for people who could rap. That's kind of simple. I couldn't imagine if I had to find a live band. Cause I'm like, yo, how are, we, are y'all making my beats too, or am I making the beats and then y'all replicating this? Like, right. how does this work? I was fascinated. I don't know. When I went out on a date a couple of weeks ago, we went to this one place and they had a live band there, mm-hmm. and it was like a cover band. It was doing all the songs. So I guess you, I would say you hire a cover band, but like you know, they get the music and they can redo it. Yeah, I I, I kind of understand. Just how do you find a band in general? Yeah, this seemed like this was her band. This didn't seem like this. I was like, when you're a young up and coming artist and you got a band, she's like, yo, this is such and such. And when she got done, that band was done and TJ Moses had her own band. So mm. I was like, this is your, how did y'all come up? Okay, whatever. Um, There's a couple of things I noticed though before I discussed TJ Moses. Uh, a lot of guys was there, right? And I thought that's smart. You know, if you know it's an R&B show and you know there's some women there, go to this spot. And I was pointing, Sarah noticed it and I pointed it out to her. I said, we weren't this group. And by what I, what I mean by that is when me and my friends went out, if we went to a club or such a spot, um, we are good one-on-one as far as if some woman's filling us or we'll send our guy over and she said, well, come talk to me. We are fine. We did not have the mouthpiece of the group where, let's say, the club is letting out 
We know there's some Denny's or IHOP, some places you can go, and some dude will be like, hey, where y'all going? No, come kick it with us. We we got y'all. Come, we got food, we got drinks. Come kick it with us. Um, I know y'all not about to go home yet. None of us was that type of person with that mouthpiece. So I look at these guys like, I don't know what they took home that day, but maybe they had that going. Tija, on the other hand, was amazing. She sounded good. She looked good. She interacted with the crowd. She ran through her set like a pro. And for those who don't know about T.J. Moses, she started, she's been in since the late 90s, I want to say. I don't know if she ever got signed to a major outside of Maybach Music, but she never put any music out there. She's written, written for a lot of people. Um, I got a T.J. Moses song, I think. Because you said a name, and I'm like, I've seen this in my library. Now, what's the name of the song? Is what <laughs> I I'm wonder thinking. if it's I Want to Be Your Girl, because that was her yep, big one. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, she broke that one off. Still has some some hate for her uh, her baby daddy. And um, she called him trash, and Sarah was laughing a little too loud. I was like, relax. Uh, for those be who your girl. Yep. Yeah. For those who don't know, her baby daddy is Raz Cass, who was, well, he is a West Coast rapper, and he was kind of prominent in the late 90s as well. She had twins with this man, and they had kids in 1996, which is almost 30 years ago. For you to still call this man trash, I'm like, oh, that means you didn't get your shit together. <laughs> like, And she said that with authority, like, he's still trash, so I don't give a fuck about this man. Like, could you? Well, I don't know. Maybe women don't really have to imagine a dude being trash for thirty years. But it's damn, it's kind of difficult for you to be trash for thirty years and y'all share kids together. It is one thing to be, yo, he was a liar, blah blah. But I don't see him no more. He kind of like my pictures every so often. That's do it. Do you? Do you? I'm trying to think of my question. No, so you know how you have a couple. Okay. Or whatever. And they split. They have kids. And the man has custody. All right. <laughs> what are your thoughts when you hear that? We we just had this conversation. Uh no, no, no. Me and Sarah okay. last week. Memory trash. <laughs> me and Sarah last week were in our Usher bag. And okay. I was watch I have a Usher's concert, eighty seven oh one experience. And we were talking about Usher, his relationships with older women, and we brought up Tamika. I think her name was T- Tamika Foster, something like mm-hmm. that. And Sarah was like, well, it wasn't the fact that she was, you know, four or five years older than her. Maybe she was, was seven at the most. It's just she looked older. You know, she just, you know, yeah, well, and I was did. like, yeah. And then we got to talking about the kids. And I said, yo, Usher is up here killing Vegas. Man, I'm still seeing. I was, he's so good at Vegas. I wish I had a time machine so I could have went to each, each iteration of this show. Because mm-hmm. like, they all look like they fun, right? So I said, yo, man, y'all over here loving Usher. This was, this, this was hate, but I'm just throwing it out there, just being funny. It's like, y'all love Usher, but when he got time for his kids? And Sarah said, well, he probably flies them in, blah, blah. I was like, really? He be in Vegas all this time. Long story short, we looked it up. This man has custody of both his kids. Yeah, I was going to say he got custody of his got, kids. And then, and then it made me look, and I was like, why is it when we see that the woman does not have custody of a kid, we start automatically like, something must be wrong because we are, we, yeah. The judge, you so used to the woman having the judge always fought, fouls for the women, so we know like Usher's one of them. Dwayne Wade was another one who had custody of his kids. There's a few, you know, prominent black men where you just like, yeah, custody of the kid. What what is going on here? 
like the woman got to be down bad or maybe have some mental health issues or something like that for the woman not mm-hmm. to get custody of the kids. So, yeah, my first thought is, what's going on? What's, what happened here? Did she not want custody? I mean- yeah, like I had, I, I known of a situation. I was like, as soon as I said, I tried not to judge. I was like, she don't have custody of the kids. Like, why? <laughs> and it had nothing to do against the man. Like, okay, you're probably just a great dude. You may be more financially stable or, you you know, whatever. But it was just like, why she ain't got custody of the kids? It was just like, oh. But I didn't want to say that. But I was thinking like, huh, that's that's different. <laughs> It is extremely different. And we have been, well, I can only speak for myself, have been having this kind of feelings ever since we met, um, what's her girl name? Olivia's mama on Cosby show. Because remember, Denise was with Martin and Raven Simone was the daughter. And we met the mom who was a famous, I can't remember her first name, but I know she was famous in soap operas, uh, this black woman. And she came and she was like, I wasn't ready to have kids, blah, blah. And that's what, that's the first Spidey sense. We're like, the woman don't got the, because usually TV and movies be like, the mom passed away. That's why Danny Tanner is raising yeah, all these girls what, by himself. Yep, yep. <laughs> but other than that, the woman, yeah, it, it, right or wrong, but that is my first notion of like, what are y'all doing? I've got a couple of weekends ago, we can discuss some of this too. A couple of weekends ago, we did uh, March Madness and the guys came over and there's a couple of, uh, couple of topics we can get into that came up. Well, I think one came up here. Another one came up during the week. So one, it's just, I listen, I love my friends, right? I love these guys. I grew up with these guys. They're funny. I don't judge. We got to talking about sex as, as, as men oft, often do. And the particulars, like these men, without giving it, going into too much detail, are some of the kinkiest, nastiest, freakiest men you ever know. No, but I have a couple of friends who feel some type of way about a specific body part being touched by a woman. Cause all these men, as far as I know, are straight. Right. Mm-hmm. And that particular body part is their butt. Yep. I will say it's the butt. It's <laughs> and, the butt. And we're discussing this and I feel nothing right. When it comes to, a woman, either I'm in the kitchen and Sarah come behind me and grab my butt. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Relax. What it calm down, blah, blah. Or if it's during sex and they re- want to push you in more, it, it does, it's not a turn on nor a turn off for me. It is neutral. And I understand that we talked about this before uh, men getting their salad toss became a thing. We I, I brought up the question, yo, why were women so obsessed with men's butts? Now, we watch television, and every time we was watching TV or movies and a group of women watched football, they was like, look at their little butts and tight butts, or you could bounce a cutter off his butt. And I was like, they don't do nothing to men's butts, so why do they care about men's butts? But I understood that women, well, here's the thing. It's not too much to understand. Women sort of like men's butts the same way men like butts. They, like, they're round. It's like, no woman likes a flat butt. I've never seen a woman be like, his ass flat as hell, and I love it. I'm like, mm, I know, all right, whatever. <laughs> they like, so if I was dating a woman who was just, you know, oh, I like to rub and touch your butt, slap your butt from time to time, being on some funny shit, or like, it's just, it's fun for me. I wouldn't deny her that. Yeah, my friend's like, this is what stuck out to me. My friend said, it makes me feel feminine. And I was like, a woman touching your butt? Makes, and I, but a lot, I'm pretty sure a lot of men share that. Not a lot of them, but men. I guess I, guess I can understand that. Share that notion they don't want their butt touched. Like, don't be touching mm-hmm. me. I ain't on that funny shit. And I'm like, what's funny about 
She, y'all straight. But I also be confused because like dudes pet booties in sports. They do. And I and all of them are play sports and you will slap a man's ass to get them like as if they're a racehorse. I thought that was weird. Like why you want your ass slapped in the middle of this basketball game? Like get in there. Get yeah, that. get in there. How come it ain't like a pet on the back? Or nah, like I saw, yeah. dude, I saw what you did, but like the pet on the booty? I'm pretty sure it has to come down to Race horses. Back in the day, you slap the horse to get them get them going, and I'm and that's why men in sports slap their and they're like getting that game going. You're right. You're absolutely right. The other question I got from, I think this was from listening to the radio, and I don't know the details of this question. What stuck out to me was a person wrote into the radio station for relationship advice, and they, the gist of it was, they came to find out that. The person they picked was the dirtbag in the group, which sparked this question from me. When have you ever, if ever, picked the wrong person in the group? And <laughs> it was too late. Like, damn it. I, sh- I wish I would have met the friend first. I would have probably hollered at that person or knowing what I know, blah, blah, and why you think. This has not happened to me in a relationship once I've dated a woman, like we're boyfriend and girlfriend, I don't care about any of your friends. I don't care if they're cute or not. I don't think of them that way at all. Um, in the talking stages, I have met someone, talked to them, and then switched over and talked to their friends. And be like, no, I'd rather me and you are clicking way better than this. And I think it happened like two or three times in my life. Never in relationships, regardless if this woman was the worst in the group. I wouldn't know because I was not checking for any of your friends. Has it happened to you? Dating, Not talking. that I can recall. I was sitting here like, dang, have I ever was like, nah, why did I go for this one? Um, I, Is it because, well, obviously, not obviously, but I assume you have dated a dirt bag, but is it because you never, when you did date the dirt bag or talk to the dirt bag, you never met the dirt bag's friends where you like. And that might be it. <laughs> that might be it. Because I wonder how many times, yeah, that you, that you know, when it doesn't work out, even with me, where I'm like, this girl is boring as hell. But I was like, I don't know any of her friends. She could be, they all could be this clone or she could have been the worst one. And I have no idea. That's good. That's good. Oh, I saw the first episode of Swarm. So I don't know what that's telling y'all that I have not gone back to this. Obviously it was trending last week because Chloe and Damson had a sex scene. Uh, It's from Childish Gambino and it really just feels like um, a Childish Gambino Atlanta production as far as horror tropes go and the way it's shot. And it's about this girl who's obsessed, who's an obsessed fan. And the best way I can describe it, it's a Beyonce counterpart. I forgot what the girl's name is, but remember when everybody was, not everybody, because it's still happening now, they were going on, con- they was going on tour and people were like, are you going to choose Rent? Or tickets. This girl chose mm-hmm. tickets. She got a new tickets, credit card yeah. and bought tickets to this superstar show, even though she broke. And it goes from there as far. And you can tell she's I'm I saw an article that said Childish Gambino didn't want her to be layered. And people felt some type of way about that. And mostly because we've had serial killers that get to be multidimensional. Most recently was the Dahmer from Evan Pe- uh, Evan Peters, I believe that's the actor's name, that uh, yeah. Ryan Murphy did. And they'd be like, how come they got to be layered? And I was like, wait a second. I don't like my, I don't need my serial killers to be layered, but that's fine. If you want to be bad or whatever, 
that's cool. And she's like, she snaps or whatever. But even watching the first episode, there are layers to this woman. I don't know if it's just a mental thing or the fact that she, it is weird to say, because the same way we look at, um, we just discussed women not having custody. We kind of judge people, especially if they're attractive or we deem them to be attractive, who are virgins. And in the first episode is established, <laughs> she's a virgin. And you'd be like, well, is that part of it? Like she's never been touched about, even though that's wrong, we shouldn't do that. But we'd be like, what's wrong with you? How are you, you, you Christian? You really I devoted? I did not watch this show and I don't have the need to. I don't, listen, it's, it's, here's the good thing I'll say about it. I think there's seven episodes and they're 30 minutes long. I should have just watched it in one weekend or whatever. Oh. But watching that one episode. I, just, I don't know why I just assume every show be like an hour. Yeah, like, I thought that too. All streaming shows just feel like they be an hour. Uh, yo, I thought it too. Um, but yeah, it was it's 36 minutes and I'm, I'm, I might finish it. I was thinking about shows I haven't finished yet. One of them is Dear White People. I still have not finished that. I never watched that last season. I no. just, I don't know. I checked out. I think I'm about three or four episodes in, but at the first episode, I was skipping past whenever they got into a musical part. I didn't even I watch said, the first episode. Like, I just never went back to Why I never finished 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. I didn't need Never came back to that. I didn't finish the last uh, ep- the last season of the Boondocks. I, once they once Magruder had left, Magruder had left, Aaron Magruder, and then I saw the first couple of episodes and I'm like, this doesn't hit the same. I never finished it. I was like, this is weird. This- I never finished um Blackish, like the last season. I haven't either. I have it <laughs> and I could but here's one thing I did finish and I've been meaning to bring this up, and I think I don't know, but I was like, it's no fall in comparison to this, but I don't be on social media, so I don't know. I was still was on social media when this was going down. I finished the last season of Atlanta, and I thought that last season stuck this damn landing. I thought it was great. It was fun. It was back I to old I'm Atlanta. I short one episode. Yeah, it was back to old Atlanta with how funny and strange and weird certain things were. I think the standout episode was the Goofy movie episode. Um, uh, and even in like the creepy episode, there was a one episode where uh, not Ern Al was by himself, and I was nervous that mm. whole episode of him yeah. on his vacation or whatever out there in the woods and stuff like that. But I thought it did a good job of wrapping. Even the last episode of going to, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but they go to a a black run Chinese restaurant, and hijinks ensue. And they're just like, "Why are we here? Yeah, what is I didn't going see on?" That episode. Yeah, and it's about that one's about Lakeith. Uh, Darius, that's his name in there. Yeah, that one's more mm-hmm. focused on Darius, but it has. I love how how is it that we do some artists, some actors by their character name, and just some by their regular ass name? Yeah, you just you just got to be that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think that might be it for like the big shows that I never finished. That I, mean, more recent... I never finished the last season of Gotham. Oh yeah, yeah, um, I didn't. I, I I think I'm two seasons behind. It was it just dragged for me after a while. I was like, this is really going on. Gives me. I hear this fat. I heard the last season hit the nail though. Like it was uh, amazing. I was like, damn, maybe I should go back and check yeah, that out. I feel I the same know. way. Like, all right. and it's like really hard for me to go back and check out stuff for some reason. I was like, mm, well, we here now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm good. What what's what's new on? That's what I'm moving on to. Uh, what else I have in here? Oh, I got this open. We talked about this. I'm. Well, we're recording this on a Thursday. We're recording this on a regular day. 
and I didn't watch last. I apologize for y'all not having an episode last week because it was solely on me. And it's because it was the anniversary of my daddy's death and I was just having a me day. Oh, yeah. It made 10 years. Time be flying, though. Golly. How was that 10 years ago? Yeah, like, that's what Like It didn't. It, it, it feels like five. That's the... Mm. It's, I don't know, because when we, used to, we get into time, we start thinking about, in, in time for us as adults, it seems to go by quicker without us noticing, and then you try to explain that to children, and they just like, fam, I, what, I'm not trying to hear any of this, and you'd be like, no, before you know it, you know, Sarah was having this conversation as well with, with Melissa, just trying to tell her about life, and, you know, this before you know it, you are going to be somewhere where you was like, what happened to the time? And it's yeah. so hard to explain to people about being focused and being ready for time and then turn around and be like, you're going to lose time with the people you love and you're not even going to realize that either. Either yeah. they're going to be here one day and they're not. And then yeah. that day they're not here. You're going to look back like that was just yesterday. I'm like, no, that was 10, 15 years. Like, what is going on? Like you, you have. Why is it that time doesn't seem as fast when you were kid, right? So hear me out. Like, as an adult, I feel like time fly by for us because we be like, you got work, you know, Monday through Friday, the weekend, you do your stuff, the you, your paydays every week or like whatever. It's just like your time is calculated and it seems like it go back here. But you, it, that's not really different as kids. You got school Monday through Friday and the weekend and the, it just seems like time moving slow motion when you're young. But when you're an adult, I feel like the weeks, the days, the months fly by. So there, there's been studies and I had to pull this up. I know I saw this before. This is from April 5th, 2010. Why time goes faster as you get older. And the paragraph I want to read is, I'm not a cognitive psychologist, so cognitive bloggers feel free to chime in. But the best answer for this phenomenon is that the early years are full of first-time events. Your first date, the birth of your first child, the first big vacation, etc. First occasions are novel events and we tend to make more detailed and lasting memories of those times. When we repeat the event year after year, it is less likely to make a unique or lasting impression. Which I always, even before we got to the age, I thought to myself, because the way we were in America, and it might be in other countries as well, but I only can speak for this country. There were times where you're like, okay, uh, you're turning five, you're about to go to school. You know, you're 10 or 11 or whatever, you're going to another school. 13, you're a teenager. 16, you're almost there. 18, you're an adult. 21, then we was like, I remember thinking about, but there's nothing after 21. You know, 35, I can run for president. I don't give a damn about that. Like, we have nothing. <laughs> nothing it's so in the crazy. Middle. I'm doing this showcase now, and I'm in, I got all, like, not all, but a lot of my alumni dancers in it. Mm -hmm. And some of them being like, oh, yeah, I'm 23. I'm like, you just graduated, G. How's you 23? Like, like one of my kids is, yeah, she just, I was like, how? How did you get here? Like, you just, I just had you a year, two years ago. They're like, nah, you literally had me five years ago. Like, yeah. how is that? It just don't seem like all this time had went by. I do blame COVID for taking out a year, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> taking right. out two, because COVID took like a solid two years out of my, mm -hmm. my brain. But then I also realized you stopped calculating or remember the year like i feel like i can go back and be like oh it was 99 and this had happened or it was 2007 and this happened now like 2012 to 2023 all this shit is one big blur 
I don't go uh, back and be like, oh, the year was 2015. And I remember, like, I don't remember that time. So I'm like, mm, yeah, that I happened st- around a couple of years ago. Life events for me is one of the ways I can do it. But I will tell you this. I've been watching a lot of television from the 80s and the 90s. And the, if you watch the 80s sitcoms versus 90s sitcoms, there is a distinct difference. And I remember thinking about this as we got older and moved into HD. Once things got cleaned up, like a 2006 show from the age from uh, in the HD era doesn't look different from a 2023 show from HD era. They all look the same where nineties had a film and eighties were on a sitcom set and blah, blah. So for me, the difficulty becomes this, uh, the past two decades we had. What's the difference? Like for, for big, I remember what the eighties felt like. I remember what the nineties felt like. I can't tell you what 2000 to 2010 felt like versus 2011 to 2020. I know I was older in those days, but I don't have, I don't get a feel like how you look at the seventies. Like, Oh, that was the disco era. What the fuck was the 2000 eras? What was that era? I mean, it's a technology era, but that's not not a feeling. I don't say that, but I say it's the college years. I just have to put that in the (laughs) college years for some reason. Like, I don't know. Up until like, like the, I don't know. Cause I came out in 03. This but is the like, wild part. 06, 07. I remember shit like 06, 07, 08. Like, I remember I got like, oh, yeah, that was 2008. That, oh, 09, girl, you remember that? But I, I ain't never been like, 2013 was the year. Like, I don't, like that decade just flew. Here's the thing that w- will probably help what I'm saying even better, I mean, a little bit better. I think being 30 in either the 60s, the 70s, 80s, and 90s feel like if we got those four people and it's like, all right, it is 1967 and you are 33 years old. It is 1977 and you are 30 and got those four people to talk to each other. They could have distinctive like, yo, there was a revolution going on. There was, you know, music was changing. Oh, this was happening in the eighties, Reagan, nine, nine. but then grab a 30 year old from 2005 and a 30 year old from 2015. What was your differences? What like I, that's what helps hurt, hurts my little brain to be like, what was the big difference between being 30? And I was 30 in the 2010s. And I'm still on like, what was that? I mean, what I know I had life events, but as far as an era of how it felt, I can't. It, I, it doesn't feel distinct to me. It's like how. And you it. don't feel older in a lot of ways. Like there's some ways you're like, okay, I am in my 30s, and I know that. But then there's a lot of times you still feel like you 26 or some stuff, just out here living your life, and then you really think about your age, and you're like, shit, I'm close to 40. But that's listen while while March Madness was going on we got the news that actor Lance Reddick which I knew from from uh the wire had died first thing I looked up was you know they put the age he's 60 that is 19 years away from what I am now and I was like yo that's not a lot of time 60 isn't what is going on I need y'all to be a little bit older when y'all passing away or whatever don't be don't, too close it is too close to where I'm at right now. it is because I look at that my daddy dad at 60 my mom is 66 and I'm like, you died at six. Mom could die. You like, mom could. She could have died at 35. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I know people like you was 60 and you passed. My daddy was 57. Yeah, and you were like, what are you? Okay, 58. One of them. <sighs> I'm like, what? What else? I have? oh, um, you still you still haven't watched any of them, Marion? I didn't watch you last week or this. It's week. on my DVR, but I haven't watched it yet. I feel the way because I want to find episode one before I get into it, and I don't know how I'm gonna find that. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, you so your your situation the same as I was like, I didn't see it on demand. You felt like you had to record this. It's I recorded them because I couldn't find, find them on, it, yeah. on demand. So I couldn't started. find them nowhere. But I really want episode one, and I feel like 
I can't watch the rest of them without having episode. I one. wonder if episode one is on the all black app and you know how they give you like a seven day trial or something like that. Just go <laughs> like, let me get use a seven day trial and watch this, this little episode. Um, any, let's see, they're going to do a good, oh, okay. I know what I have in here. Let's get a couple of things out the way. Cause I need to get your thoughts on something semi important. All right. Paramount wants to sell their stake, their stake in BET. There seems to be three people interested in buying this. Does any of the three people, I'll give you the names, pique your interest? Uh, no. Diddy, <laughs> Byron, uh, I can't remember the comedian, Byron Allen, that's his name. Uh, he owns the Weather Channel, a couple of, and Tyler Perry. Not all together, there are three who, are, who, who have expressed interest in purchasing BET. Now, Tyler Perry basically is, BET is a Tyler Perry network. Uh, but I don't watch BT now. I feel the same way as you. None of those names make I don't watch Revolt, my guy. So I don't care what Diddy doing. I don't watch Revolt <laughs> neither. So here's my I because we talked about this um on one of my other podcasts. Cause I saw that. And then in the comments, somebody was like, Y'all, y'all need to pick a higher up and then give people departments. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't mind Tyler Perry. Only because one, like you got a, a studio, you got that, you can film the shows there. The people gonna get paid. You gonna put people on. Think that's great. But I don't want to see none of your shows. Like I don't want you to direct nothing. <laughs> I don't want no sitcom. Like I feel like it would be more of a powerhouse. Like you have Tyler Perry. Everybody has this level of respect for Tyler Perry in the the black industry, right? Cool. Yeah. Eh. Diddy gives good musical once upon a time. So I was like. A Diddy, a Solange, somebody like that over like the music department, right? Give me uh, Issa Rae, Shonda Rhimes on like drama network type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, give me two talk shows, like a daytime show and a nighttime show. Like I think it works better with a collaborative effort yeah. than a solid person. I agree. And Tyler can't run the network the same way he runs his shows as far as like I'm yeah. the only writer I'm like man you cannot be the only person Yeah, you gotta delegate nah. some things that's, that's not gonna work uh, but out of the three names none of them I couldn't none of those names and I don't know what name would would have worked would have made me been like alright I'm back on BET I, I just don't care about BET at this moment and that part and I'm like I don't even like is there anything that could get black people to get back to watching BET for real I have no idea. Because even the stuff that I think that I think that I want, I don't think it works. Like sometimes you, I miss the idea of those after school countdown shows. But that was my generation of people, and I feel like kids don't care about that. Like the mm. high school kids now, they're not going home to run and watch a new version of whatever One Hundred Six and Park might look like today. No, like I just don't see that. Uh, it was but basic. I do see, Go ahead. You do see what? I was gonna say. I do see. Um, if you gave me a good seven to nine lineup, like you had like the the um, scandals and the insecures and the stuff, I feel like that could be a thing. But I don't know. I think it's I think two talk shows is great. You have or three having a daytime talk show that's based on real views and stuff, something more like to talk and then having something fun and lighthearted like the real and then having a late night show that's similar to Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, but by blacks. You know, like 
is I it, see these things, but I think very adult. And I was like, I don't know what I can see that will bring teenagers, young adults back into it. Yeah, because they look at music videos the same way towards the end, our generation was looking at cartoons. Like the generation before us had only Saturday morning. By the time I was junior high, high school, there were Fox Kids in the afternoon. There was WB Kids and Cartoon Network was showing cartoons all day. So that's how they were like, you want me to wait on music videos, fam? I go to YouTube and watch a music video. Um, What else as far as, so it broke today that Breakfast Club is going to be aired on BET going forward. Uh, so you guys can watch a simulcast of that show. What? Uh, that's still. But don't why would not go look at it on the YouTube's? That's true. When I'm ready to look at it. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I, I will. I would like them to do. All what you said is good, and I agree with it. I have no idea for the life of me. And maybe they did do this and it didn't work. But with college basketball having NILs, sorry, college athletics having NIL, period, there's no excuse that BET or maybe even TV One is not airing HBCU basketball games and football games. All the time. (laughs) I've been trying to figure that out for the longest. You missed them. And when they do, they do certain ones every so often, right? But like, like, why isn't that a The Southern Classic or something like that, yeah adding college football I mean college sports would work um, just live events and then you know what here's the thing Ticketmaster already expensive as fuck and people are, are doing these lawsuits y'all need BT needs to uh, this, BT had Comic View in opposed to Def Comedy Jam I don't think BET had an answer for MTV Unplugged why you should have been had grabbed some of these young up and coming artists and be like yo a night with while they're doing yeah. it, we can see their set and they can promote their album. That could work. That'd be some live music. And, and I hope whoever, there's a couple of things. Like, Diddy want to buy it. And I'm like, Diddy, you have your own network, yet you're doing a reality show for Hulu. That don't make any sense to me. Uh, like, if you were doing that, you should say, uh, if I get BT, I'm I'm put all seasons of the making of the band or some shit on there. Oh, whatever. <laughs> like, try to get us enticed. Other than that, um, the way I, Twitter gonna turn up to be able to rewatch making a band <laughs> as a family. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, it should just be a special night to be like, yo, let's watch making a band. And somebody need to be like, here's where you can watch all the comic views. There's certain things like making the- just so many other networks doing better at black TV than the black network, and that is just wild to me. Yo, the fact that they were all under the same umbrella. Yeah, VH1 got all those blacks uh, reality Jeez. shows. I was like, wait, why are we doing this? Uh, But it's something about when things come from, I don't know if that's production companies, but things that's on VH1, I feel like won't even look the same or be perceived the same on BET. Like, I feel like if we had love and hip hop on (laughs) BET, it would look cheap and run down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think somebody on Common View made that joke. Like, why BET look the way it does? Like, why isn't that as clean? Um. Reality shows, there's a couple of things I got to get your thoughts on. And hopefully you talked about this, so I don't have to do too much. Can you explain this Tamar versus Candy situation? Or no? <laughs> I, I can, oh, but this... Okay, I got to say, you can. Wow. I did right. I, I was ready to talk about this last week. I had all this written down. <laughs> I was ready. So the quick, the quick part of it was, Candy, to me, this is what I got from it. Candy had beef with Carlos King. 
former producer said that he stole this story, right? Uh, Tamar was on Dish Nation. I, mean, I don't know if she was guesting or she actually does Dish Nation. I have no idea. Uh, and stuck up for, what you call it, Carlos King, because they're good friends or whatever. Then she put a t, uh, an Instagram post saying that she was threatened by a real housewife person with a peach or maybe or whatever. I don't know if she put that much information on. She was on Watch What Happens Live and Andy asked her, was it candy or whatever? And she took a sip. Then she, the next day, she got on her Instagram live and said, yo, candy ran me down, was talking about all this, blah, blah. And at the end of it, Todd threatened me. And candy responds with, yeah, I did talk to her, but Todd didn't say nothing to her. And what she said Todd threatened her was he came at the end of um, Candy trying to get answers or whatever it was and said, you know what it is. And she took that as a threat. I don't, to me. Okay, I'm going to fill in the gaps. All right, hold on real quick. To me, me, a guy saying you know what it is to another woman, I didn't necessarily think we both would beat your ass. I thought it was, you know how my wife is. And she would like, not me. I'm not jumping into this. I'm just saying, yo, be careful because this is who she is. But go ahead. Fill in the gas for me. Because I was very invested. So I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I watched the LG video and everything. I was like, she's in the car. So I was, I've watched all the videos that I can probably find. Here's what I've gotten. So, yes, correct. Carlos King allegedly was trying to steal the rights to the Escape story. Um, that's the original reason Escape came back together, right? Okay. Because they was like, if we're going to tell the story, we're going to tell it our way. We're not going to let nobody else tell it. So that's how Escape ended up getting back together. That whole concept was done. Tamar gets on Dish Nation. I guess they asked her some questions about it, whatever. What Tamar did was go into Instagram and her stories, post a story, or share the story, something that Carlos King may have done and said, and that her caption was like, Right, because like you ain't got to steal coins for nobody. Like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. So, Candy was upset at that because she was like, first, in so many words, mind your business because you don't even know what the fuck going on. Like, we finally got to a good place because if you know, Candy and Tamar was not cool before they ended up being on Big Brother together. They squashed, they said beef on Big Brother, and everything had been copacetic ever since. So, Candy stated that I didn't have a stated that she didn't have a problem what Tamar said on Dish Nation. She said, my problem kind of came with is that you went into this story and ultimately was like rooting for somebody and you don't even know the full story. And it was like, that was kind of a slap in my face. Like, why would like, we finally cool and you dissing me. Like I'm lying. Why would I lie about this? Right. Yeah. So that was what Candy thing is. So she's like, I hadn't seen Candy. They end up running to Candy at said whatever event. Um, Her Candy and Tamar was having a conversation and Candy was like, I guess, expressing like, yo, you know, you was wrong for for doing that or whatever. Um, they had a few words. Did it escalate? Yes. Did it come down? Did you know, have some screaming matches? Absolutely. In the end, because this conversation was happening in a hallway full of people, right? Mm -hmm. So Todd, Candy's husband. It did not work. Did not work. I uh, tried to, tried to, um, what you call it, restart the app that we're recording on. And seeing if that was going to fix anything. So Ty, Candy's husband, <laughs> came up to, to to get in front of Candy and was like, yo, like, we not doing this. You know what it is. Why you arguing with her? So Candy said that you know what it is comment had nothing to do with Tamar, but more to be like, Candy, you already know how she is. Like, why are you that's, going that's back and forth for her? We in this hallway. <laughs> like, let's go. Right. So Tamar goes, 
So what, why she started to double back down is because Candy made a point and was like, here she go playing victim all over again. That's not how the story went. Tamar was like, I ain't never got to play victim, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And then tried to provide receipts to to back her up by posting said photo of Todd talking to whom now I guess is Tamar's um, fiance or whatever. And was like, if you didn't come in, why are you having this conversation with my husband? Ty came and said, I'm having this conversation with your husband because me and your husband never had no beef. We talking about like, y'all, these ladies is going crazy. They going <laughs> wild. Like we ain't never got no issues. I don't have an issue with Tamar. It's really not that thing. Like we just trying to squash it. So the conversation was never like, Hey, my bath coming at your girl. It was like two men being like, we as men can diffuse that situation because for some reason, when the men step in, it seemed like the women kind of talk differently. Right. Okay. So that was Ty's point of view. Okay. Moving on from that. So, then Tamar starts to even go harder when the SWV escape drama goes up. So if you don't know, they have their own TV show or a little um, limited series based on them trying to put this concert together. On one of the episodes, they're talking about the, what they thought, what Candy thought was supposed to go into a tour. She said the conversation was really about a tour and not a one night only. They come talking about how we're going to get paid. So t- Candy says... I think we should have top billing on the show. And SWV was not in agreement with that. They was like, we're not open enough for anybody. If anything, we should co-headline the show and everybody gets the amount of money equally. Candy was like, that didn't make sense because that means they have to take, as an escape, have to take a pay cut. Yeah. We're already getting paid a certain amount of money. Why would I change my money? Uh, Coco and them and their egos like, well, I, I sold 30 million records, all that stuff. So now that you, Tamar, is in an argument with Candy, she, it's like, you know, when you have a common enemy, we all group together. Mm -hmm. So Tamar took it upon herself to now start shading Candy. Time out. Uh, She can't even sing anyway. She sound like a billy goat. That's Mm -hmm. how that came about. So all this stuff starts escalating and um, she saying her piece of Candy has a speak on it, which is her show on the YouTubes. And she's explaining what that is. And she's like, I don't have a problem with Tamar, but you bringing up all this stuff, which is dumb. It has nothing to do with you. You dropping your opinion. Your facts ain't right. Like <laughs> the whole thing. And she was like, and if I sound like a Billy goat, okay, that's fine. But I, I record some of y'all favorite songs and you know, I'm leave voice or whatever the case may be. And she was like, my voice is distinctive. Like certain people in a group have a distinctive voice. And in my head, I was like, how is, and I'm not, this is no shade against, but how is, Tamar is such a bad singer because she sounds not Tamar, sorry. Candy, Candy is a bad singer because she sounds different than T Bai sounding different from the one in the group of yeah, Chili and TLC, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know immediately when you hear T Bai's as T Mize is on the song. Candy was like, just like you hear 112 and you hear Slim. When you hear Slim, you know it's a 112 track. Yeah. Period. Like it's just those iconic voices. And so she was just like, I'm not even gonna give you the energy of that. So that was kind of where that argument is, was now. <laughs> All right. Um, then the trailer dropped. Did you have any thoughts on this trailer for Real Housewives of Atlanta? I have not. I didn't know it dropped. I okay, haven't even seen this mind. trailer yet. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, I didn't know it dropped. <laughs> now I got to go look at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what else I have in here before? I think we got our just our shows left, right? Let's knock out Bel Air. Oh, no, real quick. The Jonathan Major situation. I hope uh, y'all not that disappointed. Be- oh, well, I don't know what you got to say. Um, I'm a butcher. I have not, I don't 
feel I need to pick a side in this situation. I don't know enough of evidence in this situation. Um, I hope he didn't do it. I just look Shorty at recanted. She has. I've seen the text messages. Uh, I don't know if the text message looked that good, but it's a couple of things too. Cause if you read the text message, it looked like it, you could, you could, I could see how a person could determine that, Oh, he paid her to do blah, blah, blah. And oh, when that, seen his text messages, yeah. So. Um, the charges he was charged with are misdemeanor charges, but it was just the reaction of, we don't know these people and people are just like, I, Oh, of course he did this and blah, blah. Or of course she did. I don't know. I don't need to pick a side. If he did this, I feel like it's very stupid, foolish, dumb. You are in the you are on your ascent. Said, yeah. Uh, and if he didn't do this, I don't know if you can be with her no more. Because boy, that you part. it's like I can't play with you. You you doing all this? There's no yeah, way. I don't know how. I don't. I didn't pick a side. I was just like, okay, here we go. Like that's just kind of how I left it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's it. I want to sit here and say he ain't do it, but I don't know that man. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the thing. It's just like, uh, we don't know him, and um, and I wasn't in that car, so I. Uh, but the his- thing that was that thing that was bu- that was mind blowing to me is everybody going, well, he is with a white woman, as if this would be any different if it was a black woman, and I was confused by that. The but- only to me, the only difference is, uh, y'all believe white women more. If like that's the only thing like a black woman had the same compliance and like she's just mad because he's blowing up his, and blah blah yeah <laughs> they made it sound like oh if it was a black woman we wouldn't have heard about it she'd have kept it under wraps but it's a white woman and she crying all of it like that's kind of how it came off in the comments yeah i can totally be wrong but i was like i don't know what one got to do with the other but if if he did it i feel like he would do it to whomever if he's an abusive person yeah and that's what bothered right? me about but, when like these directors were saying he's always been abusive and he was abusive, blah, blah. Uh, but y'all worked with him. But and that's the thing is couple you're right. I don't know why they let him get away with it when he was a, a nobody. And the, a th- an important thing is just because you're an asshole to coworkers doesn't mean you'll be an asshole to your partner and vice versa. Right. Just because you're an asshole, uh, you're good to your partner. Don't mean you won't be an <laughs> asshole to your coworkers. They're, they're, isn't that, those aren't mutually exclusive. You can be like, Oh, you, you could be the greatest partner and be hard to work with. You could be hard to work with. You could, you could be the greatest coworker and be difficult partner. So they try to jump out the window with all that. We will we'll keep y'all updated. Tory Lanez will file for his appeal, which that's not surprising. So we'll talk about that. Oh, and I think, uh, not I think, but Megan The Stallion and um, Lauren Hill are going to be the headliners of Essence Fest. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I need to go to an Essence Fest one year. All right. Let's I get to. Let's get into Bel Air. We got a couple episodes, but we don't have to really talk to too about too much. We can scan over some of this. So going into last week's episode, they got renewed for a third season, which is cool. Oh, nice. Um, Carlton and Will both got nominated for this Founders Program leadership thing. And we saw that Will was training. He got swim lessons with Lisa. They put on... It was put on the, the, the um, Viv put on this art exhibit, and this art exhibit was a lot where a lot of these things happened because Hillary in the the uh, house was disappointed in her because they can't close this deal, so she used the art exhibit to close the deal. Um, she used her ex to close the deal. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into <laughs> it. Carlton dealing with Will joining in 
Connor offered him drugs. They really wanted us to believe he flushed it, but we know he still has them. Ashley teachers Miss Hughes. She moved to Chicago because Chicago is the love, the city that people love to talk about on TV. Um, For real. We meet Erica Baker before we get to this art exhibit. And I thought this was Janice, Pam Greer's character, but she's basically a stand-in. Um, <laughs> uh, Uncle Phil had dated this woman. We don't find that out until episode six because it was college, I guess. And she's the one who's been poaching his, uh, who poached his client. Mm-hmm. And now she wants him to work with her she firm. Yeah. Uh, but he keeps this a secret. We'll get this. So at this art, art exhibit, Jeffrey ran interference because second on Viv <laughs> was uh, trying to di- dictate how this show should go. Uh, the house, lo- the house wasn't in love with the art exhibit for IG until LaMarcus, her ex showed up. She invited the ex to be able to close the deal, but she did not tell jazz who fond. This is hard for men. Ego right here, boy, your ex yeah. is your ex. We've like, all right, whatever. You ain't, if he was all that, you'd still be with him. <laughs> like, and for him to be like, oh, nigga, you so cold. I love you. Oh, shit. You been with my girl? Okay, cool. Um, His what, insecurities came through, though, because at the end of the day, she chose you. That's true. Um, but you know she what? She introduced him like just my boyfriend. That's true. But what bothered, what bothered him, I think, the most was the fact that the, apparently they broke No, they broke up because... It was long distance. And he was like, so if you wasn't long distance, y'all be together? And people, we, we want finite. We're cool with finite. You're like, yo, if I'm talking to you and you tell me, I don't want anything to do with that man. I'm like, all right, cool. But if you tell me, well, he had went off to college and I didn't want to do long. So I'm like, wait, if he didn't go to college, you would have. Yeah, so you still like this guy. Like, he didn't do nothing to turn you off. Um Jeffrey has been sneaky all throughout this episode. They they caught him in the in the in the office, and he snuck off at this performance. At this performance, we had Jackie. Who an episode before this, we found out she was a I wrote ballerina, but now I guess she's just an all around dancer. Because this right, one, <laughs> and I was like, that kind of blew me, and I ain't gonna hold you because she came out and did the bare minimum. Yeah, <laughs> and we watched her do something so beautiful in the studio, mm-hmm. and I love that they had the synchronized ladies. I think is what they name are. Yeah, the tap dancers. Yeah, and I think that was great. But then I was, ex- I, I just knew she was gonna come out and hit me with some ballet, some jazz, a little contemporary. This girl gave me two eight counts of nothingness, mm-hmm. and was I was like, that's disappointing. I thought she was gonna have a feature. She was gonna be all over the floor. She was gonna give me flowy gown type thing, like something yeah. very much something. And y'all gave this girl nothing, very much nothing. Yeah, I forgot we forgot to talk. Oh, that's right, because we didn't talk last week, so we didn't talk about the episode before this. But we'll get into it. I'll, I'll do a little bit of where. Um, so after this performance. Will kisses Jackie, Lisa sees this and says, yo, we cannot be friends. And he thought she was tripping because she is with Drew, but that's over because Drew was acting an asshole two episodes ago and called Carlton out. And that's when Carlton let everybody know that he has anxiety. So that was that. What else is on here? Anything got anxiety and a drug habit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a double whammy. Uh, Jazz ignores that might be oh so uh, the next episode Will goes to Carlton to ask about this finders thing because the last the last episode Doc had gave him advice like yo schools look at that so you might oh I'm an episode behind don't say that 
thought I was current. The way you talk, I'm like, he went to go talk to him. Did I miss this? Yeah. Oh, episode. Today's episode was really good. It was today's the, episode. It was the Banks family reunion. Has a couple of good guests. Uh, one one of my favorite guest stars. We'll talk about it next week. All right, so we can get into. Oh, I did right. Oh, <laughs> all right. My bad. So the the because when we if we would record it last Thursday, I did write the uh, some highlights from last week because I didn't watch. I was an episode behind. I wrote Jackie is a ballerina. Will links with Doc for Zenith height. Hillary tries to impress Jazz's parents. She was doing too much, y'all. She did sound like Entirely a Wikipedia. Entirely Wikipedia. Like, man, be quiet. At first, I was like, oh man, respect. She came in. She at least knew a little bit. She wore the garb. Yeah. Then she started. At the then I was like, "Girl, shut up! You talk did to them you like know? they don't know their own history." Yeah. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know Jamaica was a British colony? That's what they're going to come see you tell your mama when they on the team. Right. <laughs> like, ma'am, mama, look at me like, girl, shut up talking to me. <laughs> um, firm accusation. Jeffrey sneaking into Phil's office, and I said, "Culture versus Drew." Okay. So we'll get into episode six. What and- I thought they was going to do though was like have another meeting with his parents where she could, when he was like, okay, that night she yeah, could just be herself. Yeah. They, was like, they just wanted to meet the real you. Um, Snowfall. Mm. Now I was going, I was going to come in here and completely joke and say the reason why we weren't potting because you wasn't over aunt's death, but it was another death that, that was on your mind. But here's the thing that was this episode. There's a couple of choices that got made. Veronique chose uh, Franklin over her mama because Franklin has always put her first and never let her down so she was going to stay with this man Louis once Jerome said he was done Louis said yo I want the respect they look at me like I'm candy they only want to talk to you you the muscle blah blah and at this point I understood that but also was my mind was you want respect from people you don't respect, but the man you love respects the fuck out of you. Like he's yeah. the one who respects you. Teddy. It's, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Put a pen in it. Yeah. I'm just going to jump forward because oh. it's her blaming St. Franklin as if bitch, hey, all of this your fault. Yeah. All she, of this mm-hmm. is your fault. You lost your husband because of you, not because yeah. of Franklin, because of the choices you made, ma'am. Don't take accountability. Okay. That's what I need. So the episode beforehand, Louis got snatched up due to riding her horses and Kane and Drew down. That's who I'm going to call him because that's who he looked like. uh, We're going to rape and torture this woman. They asked, well, before Drew Down showed up, Kane asked Franklin, he wanted a piece of this. And Franklin was like, no, nah, I'm good. But um, let me talk to her for a second. You don't give me Teddy? Nah, fuck you, Franklin, blah, blah, this. And like, all right, peace. And then she's like, okay, I'll do it. And then he still walked out like, nah, I don't need you. Went to go tell his uncle who wanted to shoot him. And he's like, fam, we can go get your wife and we can shoot it out. Like, you, what you want to do? They round up the posse, which included Scully, but not Buckley. Or Bucky, yeah, Buckley, because he up here getting high. Again, why do y'all have somebody like this in y'all staff? I have no idea. Listen. The best part to me of this whole episode was the two dudes out front. They had oh, that dude knew what was up. Yeah, and they and they did it. I mean, it might have been subtle. If, if I was a party of a film major, they'd have like, it was two on the nose. The dude who knew what was up was the one who was reading books, who was like, yo, you need to read books, blah, blah. He didn't want to run no train on no chick. 
that wasn't into it. Like, what are y'all doing? That's not what I'm about. And when he saw Franklin roll back up, he was like, yo, come, let's go to the corner store. Nah, man, I'm trying to be some pussy. I'm trying to save your life, my guy. Yeah. Like, I was like, buddy, know what's up. He was like, I ain't you going to stay. I'm about to go. Yeah, what? I'm out of here. So this, like the episode with Kane, felt like a GTA mission. They ran in there taking people <laughs> out left and right. They raking up five stars and all that. And then we get to this standoff between Jerome and Kane. And Jerome he, was trying to die. Listen, we're gonna get into it. So he's got he's got Louie kiss her on the head after he done branded her. Then he tosses Louie so they can shoot it out. And I'm like, you could have just shot, you know, her too. Um anyway, Jerome gets shot in the chest and two times. Yeah, and it's over. And and I couldn't even grieve the way I want for Unc, because I love Jerome as a character. Because my brain said, Y'all don't have no bulletproof vest. <laughs> like if y'all if he got shot in the, if you got shot in the head I would have understood it but like you guys have a lot of money and y'all be going through all these shootouts with nothing but God that's what they thought and, they was invincible yes. they, was, they had a plan I got all the niggas on my side we finna go in here and wreck shop and but I felt like Leon not Leon sorry Unc went in there knowing that he's not gonna come out like I yeah. just felt like yeah. he was. He was ready. He, he said he said he was done. Before we go yeah. too far, before we go to the next episode, Judon, there was a part in there where Louis tried to read him and said you was molested. I see your scars. And he was like, Oh, you were salacious how. Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> he was doing his best pimp. Yeah, what he was mean? trying, boy. Okay. Then we go into I didn't write no notes on this episode. I just watched it two hours ago. Forgot about that. Um we go into this next episode. We pick up right where we left off. And we go, yo, this one, I wonder if the, you thought the same thing. They go to this place and they're willing them in. And I'm just assuming this is a funeral home or whatever. And they said, yo, Louis, you can't be with your husband right now. We got to do the embalming, blah, blah. Franklin walks out. Then they do this big pan out to show you they're at a funeral home. I said, why y'all do this? I figured this is where y'all was at. I thought maybe right. they was panning out to tell us this is somebody's mansion or whatever. Franklin got to go tell people. And he got to go tell his mama. Her brother's dead. Leon tells, uh, no, no, because Wanda was at the house. So he didn't. Yeah. <clears throat> him and Wanda have to go this come to Jesus' mama because Wanda's done. She, Wanda, she, I'm out. <clears throat> she like Jerome. She like, yo, I'm not trying to be where Louis at. I love you, but this is not where it's at. Here's my question to you. I don't if you caught this. Franklin asked for how his credit was with Leon. He's like, yo, you got A1. He said, I'm gonna need half a million. And I thought to myself, is this uh money or drugs? Either way, Leon, why are you in the projects? This makes no sense. If you confront somebody half a million, either money or drug, this makes no sense what? to me. Yeah. Why are you so adamant about being in this project? Yeah, talking about so I'm gonna just hang on to this and um let the next dude take over the PJs. Wanda said, nah, I don't got time for the next dude. Uh Gustavo, he he ran out of time too. He's like, yo, this yeah. guy, this gotta happen. They Ruben rolling up in this house. Crossroad, crossroad. I'm surprised that Ruben ran in this man's house because the episode before Teddy and him had the standoff for standoffs. Uh-huh. You know, he's like, fam, you need to get out of here. Whoever you fucking, that you and your mans need to leave, or I'm gonna kill you next time I see you. Ju- Julia, his ex-wife, or separate a strange wife, she pregnant, she read him. She said, You're an idiot. Get that man his money back. If you want to- that man his money. 
money. Why you risking all our lives because you want to be petty? Yeah. Because he don't want to work with you no more. He want to be out mm-hmm. the game. Y'all sound dumb. Yeah, and Parissa was like, you need to listen to her. And he's like, it's just not that easy. You don't think I want to protect my son? She's like, no, not really. No, you look like an idiot. Because if you did, you would get his man back his money. I low-key want Franklin to kill all their asses. I ain't going to hold you. This is the thing. He, uh, Teddy has gotten his wife and his son in danger, put them in danger. He's gotten his dad. You know what was pissed me off, too? He's gotten his dad and uh, what you call it? Um, His brother killed for his foolishness mm-hmm. and i get the the uh his little cia friend or whatever telling the higher up who used that hard r boy we've been watching snowfall and we've seen the the gulliest and glorious uh, glorious of things but when he said that nigger killed his father i said oh hold on now i clutch my pearls <laughs> so long bro who you calling a nigger so um uh when he was telling him that i don't expect them to say hey uh, Teddy killed his father too, but when Louie doesn't say it back, it's weird, isn't it? When she's yeah. like, "Franklin killed my father." Did you kill his? You would think that. Like, why we? Why we keep? Why we did? Yeah. <laughs> Does ever like? It, don't don't tell me. Not only is Alton alive, but everybody else but Franklin and Sissy know. That don't make any sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> Sissy, because there was a good, there was some good conversations where Sissy was talking to Louie and uh sissy said you know i know exactly how you feel i lost uh my, my husband, husband and my brother yeah but you still got people you who, who care about you. you got uh you got people you care about i don't was that her sister who came i was gonna ask you i was like who's egypt i think that gotta be her sister that gotta be uh her sister um and i like i, I kind of i wonder if this was a choice for louis or 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 just Scars don't heal that way. She didn't really cover too much of them scars. She cleaned them up, but it wasn't no makeup or anything when she at the at the nah, funeral. No, she didn't. Uh, I'm trying to think what else stuck out in this episode. Obviously, we're gonna get into the "You're the Devil" conversation. Um, Cause Franklin, shut up! <laughs> Why you have to do? I was so mad at him. Cause like you could have just left it at that. Like, man, I didn't want to see no woman get down like that. And then you could have been like on the strength of the fact that you was my uncle's wife and I fucked with my uncle. I just I couldn't let it down. In the end, yeah, the end. Nah, but plus she told me you going to gonna tell me what Teddy was. So uh, blah, blah blah, and I need all the help I can get. And um, why would I help you? There's a th- he had this conversation with Gustavo too, and Gustavo said, "Yo, you gotta. He's gonna see a setup." So I saw somebody theorize that Louis is going to give franklin over to teddy but if she's gonna be in on it blah blah here's what i was thinking when teddy's friend was talking to the higher up and he said you got some cracks you need to feel i said you know what's gonna happen the cia gonna kill teddy and franklin ain't gonna know where his money at because that guy knows about the 73 million i said but you don't know where uh-huh. you're and i said you're gonna you're gonna lose everything uh anything else oh dion showing respect at jerome's funeral I oh like yes, yes 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 i love that coat too man some of them styles in the 80s but i'll i'll rock that coat yo Ooh. the randomness that was in there somebody was like uncle clifford was in the background yeah because he was in uh season one or season two at uh at uh claudia's uh club uh, i forgot about okay. that i was like oh yeah that's right because when i saw him i said uncle clifford and i said wait wasn't he on an ep- earlier episode at the club and I, could, I, I couldn't remember. And I went to the server and it's like, yeah, he was. I was like, all right. I knew I wasn't tweaking. But yeah, he was at the funeral. And I was I thought to myself, the way they were walking, 
I said, yo, I have never seen anybody walk to a burial like this. And I said, oh, they're having the funeral outside because it's cheaper to try to rent a church somewhere <laughs> as, as a TV show. You're like, just, just have this outside. Uh, then Buckley was like, man, sorry about you lost. He ain't call you? No, no, no. And if he yeah, did, I was, I was high. Yeah. All right. Anything? I think that might be it. Uh, we got a few episodes left. Oh, spoiler, 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 spoilers for Snowfall. Rumor is there's a spinoff with Wanda. I love Wanda. I love Gail B. I don't B. need it. Yeah, I, I, it. I think I will be done. At, at least I know she lives. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they did for me. Yeah. And I was like, <sighs> to me, here's the thing. And Wanda can't, not Wanda, sorry. Gail B, maybe with the proper makeup, but I don't think she can give me that. The best spinoff y'all got to do is fast forward to the late 90s. We got to go, we got to move forward. And I was like, how many of these characters can play older as well to be like, I've seen it all through my eyes. Oh, I forgot to mention that the sissy wanted to give Wanda the, the, shelter. the shelter. Yeah. Like you doing me a favor because, and she's giving her apartment too. After she, so I was like, when Wanda says she's moving out, like she didn't know where she was going. She's just like, I can't be here. That's all I know. Because <laughs> you fucking up, Leon. He's like, all right, Miss Simmons. Right, don't worry, I'm gonna be here. She's like, yeah, but Jerome was just here too. I ain't dealing with all that. We wrapping up, man. We got like three more episodes, and we got through this this hellish episode. For Saturday listeners, y'all probably not gonna catch all this. Um, the Patreon listeners and the bootleg, y'all gonna catch all this. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> at least we at least it let us get through snowfall. <laughs> yeah, it let us finish up. This might be our, our longest rain out of like the first twenty minutes. Yeah, this, this is pretty good. So I'm at what forty eight minutes, and we are at. An hour 22? All right. I'll take it. <laughs> Yo, some, my phone, my my watch just rang with a FaceTime from me. How'd that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it said FaceTime call from my number. I'm like, that's me. Telling me to join a face call. Right. He said, that's me. Okay. That is the episode for the, uh, I was, I was going to say for the Patreon listeners, but I think y'all getting the bootleg on Friday and I have no idea if this bootleg is going to drop before we do our Patreon episode on Friday. So whatever y'all hear. Um, <laughs> uh, you can tweet me at one and only you can tweet show. That's actually Shell. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on the snappity chat at I Nails with the Z Shell. Make sure you follow the website 1515F. Check out other podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, support on the Patreon. Until next time, guys, I say peace. She says, bye.